Uh, just a big thank you to all our sponsors out there that are looking after us. Firstly, TikTok Nutrition. They are coming up with new meals every week. It's unreal and they're delivering to more and more places. Go to the website, put in your postcode, and they'll tell you where they deliver. $20 off your first order over $100 with code word FLOG at checkout. And fuck the tax, man, for all your fishing apparel. The best there is getting around, not just fishing shirts, uh, everyday shirts. Get some for you and your mates. And at checkout, use FLOGS for 15% off. Get around him. And if you want a hat, go to Seed Knuckles at Country Trucker Caps. Go and check them out. And you use code word FLOG, all capitals, F-L-O-G, at checkout for a nice little discount so he knows where we're coming from. <laughs> and, of course, Labrakes. Head to Mates Mode there. Sign up. Through their app, use two flogs, all capitals, one word, to join us in mates mode. Great little community there. If you're going to bet, bet with Ladbrokes. You. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A squash beef patty buster sauce melted cheese grilled onions and a proper burnt bun. Burgers with buster. I'm Buster Kirby. We are back in the kitchen today. I have all the way from Mullumbimby on the Northern Rivers, where we pretty much are in Wollombar, I have professional comedian Ellen Briggs. <laughs> and normally when people come in, normally when people come in, I say, um, come in my back door. Oh. I better not say that today. It'd be kind of hard for me. That's what I thought. I thought, Let's oh, be honest. I just say, come in my back door. Yeah. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Good. Good. And you were, you were wandering, you were, yeah, this is, it's a lovely little spot. Yeah. Juju's Cafe in Mwollomba. We've taken over his uh, dining room, I guess you, you could call it. I know, beautiful. And my wife found you wandering the streets. Well, I was heading up the alley to go and, you know, shoot up with the locals. <laughs> <laughs> she caught me. Yeah, it was, it was a knock on the door and I saw my wife come back. I thought, oh, I've forgotten the sun or something. And you're sitting there and you said, yeah, you were going up the alleyway where she found you. And you like a burger. I do. I love a burger. Well, today's a chicken burger. So, just mm. a, a so you chose chicken for me? I chose you chicken. chose it. I chose this. Why I, did you choose chicken? I, I, I just didn't see you as the big, greasy, beefy mm. hamburger lady. Are you a big, greasy hamburger? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, but I do love a chicken burger. Well, this is going to be chicken, pineapple, a bit of bacon, my, home, my homemade sauce. That's about it. We'll probably smoke the joint completely out, but we'll have a bit of fun. Great. So, what's your story? Where, where, so, you're from, you're from Mullum? I'm from Mullum now. Yep. I, um, I've been in Mullum almost 30 years now. Oh, yeah. So, I guess they might start calling me a local. 
soon? Well, I don't know, because <laughs> I, I'm a sixth generation from here, and I'm, I'm a local, but there was a thing in the paper a few years ago, a man died in his 90s, right? And I remember the old Daily News when there was a paper before Rupert made it go. Yeah. Yeah, everyone used to get the paper. The bitcheries, and it had lived in Mwollumbar for 80 years, although not a local. Oh. Loved as a local. So this guy was in his, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but the guy was in his 90s. Right? The guy was in his 90s and still wasn't regarded as yeah. a local in Moorlumbar because he, well, he wasn't born. He was born in St. George. I remember all of this and I, just going, oh, my God. I know. I kind of hate that. There's a little bit of that in, in Mullum where it's that, you know, well, you're not a local, so you can't say. And, yeah. it, you know, arguably people like, like myself, I mean, you know, I'm really going to, piss in my own pocket here, but people like myself and, say, Mandy, who's been in the area Gives for the back. same amount of time as me, we've probably done more than some of those angry Guar fucking locals. Guarantee you, know you what fucking I mean? done more than that. <laughs> you're, you're totally... In the same, oh, I get a little bit towy here. I get a little bit towy here at the, at the city folk who move to our village and want to change everything. Yeah, sure. But I'm a big fan if you move to the area and you slip into the area and yeah. you, you buy a cafe. Like these guys aren't from their locals. They've bought a cafe, built a business, and they become part of the yeah. the routine of yeah. the town. And, yeah. and obviously you've done that. Yeah. Okay, so you've been here 30 years. So you've come up here in your early 20s? Yep. From? From Canberra. Born and bred Canberra girl. Cold Canberra. Yeah. I've never been to Canberra. Have you not? It's no. a really great city. I don't go if I can't see Mount Warning. I've said that before. Oh, I'm not are you a big... kidding? I've been to Melbourne once. I'm 42 in October. I've been and to that's Melbourne it? Once. No. That's amazing. I've been to Sydney maybe four times, and everything else is on the north coast. That's I can't, amazing. Yeah, if I, if I do go, and this is really funny. Have you been to Brisbane? Once or twice. Yeah, no, I go, yeah, so I go to Brisbane a fair bit for comedy through the week and stuff, but if I go to somewhere, I'll have a photo of the mountain on my phone. And when I get, <laughs> when I get, when I get this anxious anxious sort of feeling, I'll... I'll um, I'll reach my phone, I'll go, oh, the mountain. <laughs> so that's, that's my fucking mountain. I'll you know? do that, but it's a photo of John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my coping mechanism. So I can I, go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, got grand, I've got grand ambitions to go to go overseas and do all these sort of things, but, yeah, I just haven't been... Like I said, I've literally been to Melbourne once. Wow, that's amazing. Went to Stanthorpe once. Went all the way to Stanthorpe. <laughs> Other than that, Big yeah, day. I'm, I'm pretty... Yeah. <laughs> that was a two-day trip, that one. I had, I had to have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a fair drive out there. But, yeah, so, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not very well travelled. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then my friends will go over. I've got a friend in America at the moment, and he sent a few pictures, and I said, oh, when you're in Vegas, make sure you go to the gun thing and make sure you do this. And he goes, oh, how many times have you been here? I went, I've never been there, mate. I just watch a lot of TV. <laughs> I'm a yeah. big, big fan of Vegas, but I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, I, right. I just know what I would do if I was there. I've only travelled a lot because of my husband's um, job that, okay. that he had. He was a mechanic for MotoGP. Oh, wow. So he started with McDoan. He was with five years with McDoan, yep. and then he was um, like 24 years with Valentino Rossi. Holy shit! Hmm. So you did all the you did that stuff? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So so. You saw the world for free. Well, I would say free, but um, yes, you know, because we, I mean, you, you saw places where there were racetracks. But then yeah. we'd have our own little holidays. We lived in Europe for 12 months oh, really? when our kids... So, so we had twins. Yep. And when our kids were two, um, we thought that we would try living over there because he was missing out on a lot of yeah, be hard. time with them. But it was, actually, it was actually much harder for me because You're we, we lived in Belgium oh. and I couldn't speak Flemish. I can hardly speak English, right? What, what does Belgium speak? Uh, Flemish. Well, it's half half Flemish, half French. So okay. Flemish is a form of Dutch. Oh. 
and um, we were in the Flemish part, in a really old part, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't speak the language, and not many people there spoke English because we were in quite a small town. And you've town. got twins. I've had two-year-old twins. Yeah. So it was much harder for me because he'd go off to a race for five days, and I would be there on my own. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to tell someone in the chemist that my hemorrhoids had flared up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In Flemish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got a, you know, <laughs> Drawing pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a, a bunch of grapes and a photo of a bum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, fix this. This goes back in. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I'd hard. go through all that and the pharmacist would go, I speak English. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you fucker. <laughs> he goes, I'll get this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you've, you've toured the world with the MotoGP team. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. And then you come back to Australia, you raise twin boys. Yep. How old are they now? They're 21. Okay, so you got 21. How does yeah, that go? 21 they're rippers. Year old oh, they're great. Good kids. So one of them, um, one of them lives down in Melbourne. He looks like Chopper Reed. He's like a giant moustache. He's got the tats all over him, shaved head, awesome. and he's a florist. <laughs> oh, that's unreal. <laughs> I know. He's really? Got, he's adorable. Drinks VB. Sends me photos of his um, house he Aussie, all the Aussie, time. Aussie knocker bloke. But then he's in yeah, there tipping. Well, he's his... he's right into hardcore music. He he's an amazing street artist. So straight edge. He, Is that what it's called? No, he's not straight. No, he drinks. He, he drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah. He actually told me a funny story because he's working in like a florist sort of warehouse thing and, and he said the boss said to him, um, you know, look, oh, this is after about a week. He goes, look, I'm pretty sure I've got you right. You're not gay. And Jared goes, no, I'm not. And he goes, oh, because every other guy that works here... Is gay. It's a stereotype, is, isn't it? Is that gay gonna, Is that going to be an issue yeah. for you? And Jared goes, well, I'm just coming here to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here for a route. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually, but I, that's the different generation, right? Because he just couldn't care less. He's just like, who cares? I don't care. I'm just working with them. They're good guys. Have you seen the two blokes behind the cameras? Millennial tight pants. Like in my yeah. real life, I wouldn't speak to them. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so about us understanding. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one. And then the other one is a. He's in his last year of apprentice spray painting. He's fully sick. He's got the. He's got the book and hoarded up car. And he. Oh. I was in the car with him the other day actually, and he goes, oh. Once I was coming around this roundabout and I ended up facing the traffic and I just went, can you not tell <laughs> Stop me? Stop telling me. I'm your mother. <laughs> yeah. Stop telling me. I don't want to hear about you doing he's that. He's having a good memory about that night he nearly died. Fuck. So he's around here. Mullum. He still lives with us. He lives okay. on our property in a in like a shed. Oh well, that's that's the dream. An illegal dwelling. This is the boring show. Yeah, that's the least of their worries. Yeah. You fucking potholes, yeah. you can die in. Yeah. Fucking someone building a shed in their backyard. Exactly. All right. Yeah, so we've been lucky. We've been really lucky with our kids. They've um, not given us really any grief at all. Yeah, so it's a bit like me with my parents. <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know why you're here. We're here, yeah. we're here for the burger. We're here for a yarn. Yeah. We, we're here about. We, we, you're, you're a professional comedian. I'm a, yeah. I'm a budding comedian, I yeah. suppose you could call it. Crash burning comedian. Um, you've done some big gigs with some of the biggest comedians in Australia. Yep. But what prompted you to go down that road? I did. I never, ever really even wanted to do comedy. Okay. I. Um, did Mandy Nolan's well? So I was writing a book. After I had the after I had the boys, I realised like I had to get I had to get pregnancy books. Well, you know, back in those days, there wasn't much information on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Was, I don't even know if the fucking internet was around then. Anyway, I can't remember no, sitting no. on the computer. I don't twenty one years ago, probably not. Um, and so we had to order these books. You know, 
like on uh, from America about twins because they love a twin in America. So yeah, so they're mad for a twin. Mad and, and for you've a twin. Got they a, have festivals. You've got no fucking idea. What, what do you do? I even remember talking. Well, like when I found out I was having twins, I imagined that they came out at the same time, and I was like, how the fuck they do don't? you do that? <laughs> 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 they take turns. Yeah. <laughs> They're fighting their way out. The first Fuck. one paves the way, yeah. and the other one flies out. <laughs> In my experience, anyway. <laughs> it's like... The first one's the fucking explorer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one's like... The second like, one's like, Fuck yeah! The second I mean, one's yeah. like, um... Like the skeleton, <laughs> you know, in the, the, in the luge, Winter Olympics, the luge. the luge. Which one goes head first? Yeah, skeleton. Yeah, the skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I went. This is crazy. We need to have a. We need to have a book here. Not that I'm, you know, I'm not in the medical profession, but no. just from a personal point of view. And so the kids were about four, and I started writing this book, and it just sort of started getting funnier and funnier. And <laughs> there was no, there was nothing around like any writing sort of yeah. courses. But Mandy's class course was on. Yeah, yeah. So this is about probably 17 years ago. Yeah, so she's been going a long time. Long I, time, yeah. Sort of and I contacted that. her and said, would it help? And she said, yeah, yeah, it would help, you know, you, you, because if there's funny parts in it, we can make those yeah. funnier. She said, but you will have to do stand-up at the end of it. And I remember that phone call and going, as if I'm going to do that. Well, fuck off, I don't want to do that. And yeah. she's a giant bully, right? Yes. And basically bullied me into it. And when I did it, I did that five minutes and I was like, Fun. The 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 actual the the um, euphoric yeah. feeling of like holy yeah. fuck I'm getting people and look I never had that fear of being in front of people because in my previous life I was like a corporate trainer and a yeah. staff trainer and stuff so I didn't have that and I guess I would always try and bring humour into that a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, so she just sort of said to me, look, you you've kind of got what it takes, you know, you should keep doing it. And I think my maybe my fourth time on stage was the raw heat and okay. I won that. Oh, so you won raw. So so raw is basically mm. um, the Melbourne Comedy Festival has an amateur an amateur thing which had um, a local, local girl Alexander yeah. Hudson's just won one yeah. she was one of Mandy's people and one of our friends. Yeah. And so you've so you've done it so you won the heat in Byron? I went down to Melbourne. I yeah. got second twice. Yeah, right. In fucking Byron. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Yeah, so I won in Byron, went to Brisbane, won in Brisbane and oh, then well, got so down you did to the Melbourne. final. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is someone who never wanted to do comedy. And no. You've only done four no, and so for a long time I was just like, well, we'll just see what happens, you know. Um, I never told anyone I was doing it. Yeah. I just would go along and have a bit of fun and I was a bit like at the start. Right. I yeah. didn't tell many people. For the first four months I didn't tell anyone I was doing comedy. Yeah. And then someone said to me one day, I saw a poster of you in Byron. And I went, yeah, that's me. Are you Buster now? And I went, yeah, I'm Buster. Yeah. And like, Fuck. Yeah. And yeah, okay. So you, yeah. Yeah, so you kept going. And so you look, didn't win just, Raw? No, I didn't win, okay. um, but it just kept kind of, it just kept moving from there, you know, and then you build up a bit more material and before you know it, you're doing a 20-minute spot and, yeah, yeah. and, yeah, it just went from there and, yeah, now professional comedian, I've probably been actually making, you know, a living out of it for the last... Ten years, I guess. That's unreal. And obviously, you developed a friendship with Mandy. Yeah. You, you, fair to say, you're very close friends. Yeah. You went on tour together. We won't go too far in that, but you did, you did a lot of touring together. Yeah. Um, you had your show. Women sorry, like us. Women like yep. us, who, which I have now seen, mm. which is is fucking fantastic, and people just rave it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably one of the best things going. I, I really liked it. So yeah. I, I said to you, we, we both, my, I, did, I did a gig with you not too long ago for Jonathan Atherton, and I said to you, I hadn't seen it. And I made sure I went and got one and I, I watched it. And yeah, I went, right. Fuck, I need to get. So we, we have 
pretty much did almost 400 shows. Did you that. really? Yeah, toured all around Australia. Australia-wide? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, 400? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's And that's wide. all produced by us. We, don't, we didn't, didn't have an agent. Um, it was... It's, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of that show and what we and what we built. We also raised a lot of money in communities. You did. I, did, I followed the. We I did followed lots that of drought bit, yeah. relief stuff. You know, really important getting out into communities like that and bringing a show like that and for women yeah. especially, but yeah. dudes love the show as well. And then you look, funny, well, I, funny. I, I, funny. I, I forgot. My, I forgot a fucking knife for the butter. Um, so I'm just doing the worst thing you can do. And I'm putting my back to the crowd. This happens every <laughs> fucking time. I forget something. Um, so. Yeah, fun, funny's funny. Yeah. And, and I've done a few few gigs now in, in different clubs for, for different people, and I'm like, do you cater? Do you, do you cater for the audience? No. My, my advice has been no. Funny's funny. If you're funny in yeah. Melbourne, you're going to be funny in Dapdap. You're going to be. Yeah. Not that I've been in Dapdap. Look, I think it, that, that's another. That's a big conversation because I sometimes do things like sportsmen's lunches, or I did yeah. a, I did a men's night up at some private college in. Brisbane the other night, and I do cater my material for that. There's stuff that yeah. I would do in the Women Like Us show that I wouldn't, like I wouldn't go into a men, into a sportsman's lunch and talk about um, a twat waxing experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd I, think there a lot. You, I think you'd, I think you kind of ask him for trouble. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah. Really? Because yeah. you're going to have arseholes in the audience. <laughs> With your um, yeah, someone to heckle you. There'd be a mis misogynistic fuckwit who would yell at something out stupid and, and ruin your fucking yeah. night. And that's and, and, so those um, yeah. those sorts of things you just have to go in and, and in a women like us show you can be a bit more I'm a storyteller yeah, comedian yeah. as you know yeah. and so you can be a bit more kind of fluid with what you're doing and you can take your time whereas for, for as a woman going into that environment you can't give them a chance so it has to no. be you're laughing you're laughing you're laughing you're laughing the whole yeah. time they don't get a chance and then they just go what the fuck happened she was hilarious and they don't know what you spoke about at the end yeah they just go home. billy Connolly says it yeah they go home and they go i just went and saw billy Connolly, the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life and they go what did he do they go i don't know yeah but i yeah. laugh the whole fucking time yeah i do stand i do i do stories as well yeah so i don't do very well in five to seven minute bits yeah and then but i keep people laughing the whole time i don't get heckled yeah. Very That's rarely right. do I get heckled, and as you know, yeah. because you don't give them a fucking chance. Yeah. And, and and the people that want to come to a show and belittle you and, and fuck your head, fuck you. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> we're there. We're there to make you laugh. No one wants to listen to you. You're a dickhead. All right. So I'll probably yeah. get heckled now. <laughs> but but yeah. So you got some other. So we're here for it's, it's sort of a mental health sort of yeah um, uh, angle that we're pushing on. We're not pushing on it, but we're, I'm just I'm basically trying to make. I, I struggle with anxiety, um, so I'm trying to make people aware from a country town um, across Australia, basically through YouTube and podcasting, um, people, how they deal with it mm -hmm. and have they had people in their life who deal with things mm -hmm. and how, they, how you've seen them deal mm -hmm. with and if you've got a personal thing or whatever. And, and, and then I'll cook you the burger. We have a bit of a laugh and if you want to talk about that. Right. So, so my, and we spoke about this earlier, I've got, I've got my peppermint. It's made a, a famous, um, it's is always- it peppermint? It, it is absolutely peppermint. <laughs> it sits in my pocket all the time. Um, so my, my anxious thing is, um, is, is I just sniff this. And it helps? Um, I don't know. Yeah, okay. But it's like a, um, it's like a security... It's a almost like a pacifier. Yeah, it's like, like a, a security blanket. Yeah. So, uh, the oil thing. So, I did... There's a woman called Taryn Brumfit who... Um, she's this amazing woman who, very quickly about her stories, she... She, you know the before and after photos when people are doing when they're doing fitness stuff. Yep. She did before and after, but it was backwards. You know, like so she used to be a fitness model. She used to be, and then she she went, what am I doing? I'm spending all this time away from my kids and my husband, and 
I'm eating crap. You know, I'm, I'm starving myself to look like this and what for? Yep. And so she just completely changed her way of thinking and went, I'm going to eat to fuel my body and I'm just going to live my life. So and she was a skinny, fit, petite. Really, like rip. almost muscular. She'd yep. do that. Yep. She did that modelling, you know, the fitness modelling stuff. And then she, and she's also a photographer, so she took a photo of herself after she stopped training and by no means fat, but no. it went worldwide. And, of course, men were commenting on there like, oh, her poor husband fucking married that and now he's got this and... Yeah. Anyway, my wife she... says that about me. Is that, <laughs> is that a role reversal? My wife, I guarantee you, we've been together now for, uh, well, we got married, it's tattooed on my fucking arm. We got married in M <laughs> MMV, right. which is 05. And I'm sure she looks back now to about 03 and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I was the ultimate thirst trap, I think. You know? And now she's like, Jesus. I mean, she's married to Peter Griffin. But the only thing I, <laughs> the only thing I don't do is fight a fucking rooster every day. Like, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, so she made this documentary about um, women's body image and yep. how that, how how hard it is to kind of live with that. Anyway, I met her because there's a thing called the Channel Country Ladies Weekend, which is up in Channel Country yep. in Queensland, and all these women come together for a weekend. They're women who live on like you know million acre properties, yeah. and they never get to see other people. Which so it's like a hard. festival. They have yoga there. They have a hairdresser come in. That, Great, and yep. they take a comedian out, and she came out as the keynote speaker, terrified of flying. So I just met her. We're in that little airport up in Brisbane, and we're going on a little, like, 12-seater. Yeah. She's breathing into a bag, like, just freaking out, and I just said to her, hey, look, stick with me. She was even Googling how long it would take her to drive. It would be, like, two days. Fuck. <laughs> I said, you can't drive, right? <laughs> Come on. So she sat next to me on the plane, and I just kept my... Like she was having a proper anxiety attack, Poor and I just kept yeah. my my hand on her, and I put my my headphones in yep. and let her listen to a really gory murder <laughs> podcast. <laughs> about a plane crash. No, no, just about just about um you know someone being murdered. Just yep. to take take her mind off it, and just when you call, then she brings out the oils, and I'm having a little <laughs> bit of a giggle to myself, like yeah. going. Okay, if this plane goes down, we're all going to be there in the wreckage, broken to bits, but you, my friend, with your fucking peppermint oil, <laughs> <laughs> strolling through the wreckage. <laughs> She's saving the day. My rescue remedy saved the day. I, 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 yeah, so I had a bit of a giggle with her about that. Not at the time. No, I was very kind to no. her at the time, but later that night on stage, amateur. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did she laugh at it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find it, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black, I'm fucking, you know, like a black bloke and I'd, I'd, we're not going to go into it but I had, I had an incident happened to me in 2016 which changed my whole life and I didn't think in 2022 like what's that fucking six years later I'm still a big I've put a lot of weight on since 16 too I'm, I've got bigger I don't drink anymore I fucking sniff peppermint I meditate yeah, I, right. I'm like doing all this shit because of my head I never would have thought that'd be fucking... And yeah. people hammer me. Like, I'm the vice president of like a footy club. And I'll be sitting there doing... I'm a strap, I'm a strap, I'm a strap on Sundays. I'll strap the, the footballers and... and I'll be, hammer me, mate. And like, <laughs> sitting there and they go, what the fuck is wrong with you? And a few of the boys know the backstory. They go, it's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, just, just, just fucking let him sniff that it's shit. It's kind of shit. It is shit, isn't it? Like, on a very serious note, if you had... If you had diabetes or if you had something... Do. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> um, uh, separate tongs too. Chicken tongs, <laughs> bacon tongs. Good. And, and, um, and medium rare chicken. 
Um, yeah, it is. It's a stigma, and it's it's. Nobody would care if you were looking after your health in some other way. They'd go no. good on you, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I've, like being I've a fat guy down the lucky. gym. People laugh at you. Yeah, Fuck. I've been quite lucky um, until I hit menopause. Yes. Which I hear all the young men in the room falling asleep. Oh, fuck the menopause talk. Um, one just left. <laughs> the other one died. My soul just went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so... so um, it, um, I've me, developed me, anxiety. Through from menopause? It. Yeah. So, so Absolutely. At, um, I can't... No. Uh, <laughs> I'll rather have anxiety <laughs> than sniff on peppermint I'll oil. I'll anxiety. <laughs> um... Yeah, look, I'm really bad at night when you uh, because I have really bad insomnia, and okay. and you sweat and shit. All of a sudden, yep. you just get these waves of anxiety, you know, like and I'm not good enough, and what's happening, and this turning point, in my life, you know, all the and things. And you've never had this before. That. Never, I've never, I've been really, really lucky, yep. actually. So how do you deal? Okay, so now you, you're a bit like me, like, a totally different story. And I'm not trying to sure. take that, but. I've developed anxiety later in life. Yeah. You have too, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And you got menopause going on top of that, and you got a, a fucking you're a center comedian, and a pandemic hit, and you the rug was taken. Yeah. Um. So you didn't comedy stopped. Yeah. For, for you, you got to realise yeah. that too. Um. And now you're dealing like you're saying you get nighttime um nighttime menopause. I don't know when menopause happens, <laughs> but you're getting nighttime Normally anxiety. Normally about three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the fucking <laughs> clock. Here it comes. Fucking hell. So how are you? What? How are you dealing with that now? Um, I deal with it a few ways. Well, the, the pandemic was interesting, actually, yeah, because that, like I was talking about the show, Women Like Us, and and I did a lot of the production of that, so I would sort of manage, because Mandy has so many other things going on, I sort Flat of became out, yeah. the manager of that, and so I did all the bookings and, and you know, the travel, all the travel, everything, I do all the bath statements, I pretty much wow. do everything and book Mandy. Yeah. And right. fucking Mandy just turns and, up and... And that, that process of going through and crossing out gigs that you have put, because that's where all the work is. The yeah. part on the stage is a small part and that's the enjoyable part. Yep. Actually getting that gig into the diary is the hard part. Well, and yeah, so that physical thing of, oh, yeah, okay, I understand, we have to cancel, and going through a diary and cancelling out months and months of work yeah. really did my head in. That, and so I actually... Um, and I just needed some stability. Like, I'm not... I, I like to know when things are happening. I'm pretty regimented, you know. You don't drop shit on me. I'm like that too. Yeah. I like to know I'm going to be here on Monday, yeah. I'm here on Wednesday, I'm going to be here. Yeah. And if someone rings me today and says, can you come to prison to a set tonight? I'd go, Wah! Yeah. I couldn't do it. It's just a bit of a form of control. I'm, a, I'm okay with that, but I just like to have things planned out. So I actually, I went back, I, I worked in town planning yep. um, for a while before I had the kids and I went back and did that for a couple of days a week and that actually saved me because it gave me a bit of stability every week and I felt like I had a purpose again. I think the lack of purpose is not good for anxiety. Yes. Um, I have, I use acupuncture, you use your oils, I get acupuncture yep. and I find it really, really helps. And do you talk, do you go to a... a, 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 a... I just do it myself, just yes. whack in some needles. <laughs> <laughs> just get my husband well, can, out with a hammer. You can do that in various parts around town. <laughs> yeah, here you yeah. go to parking. Yeah, we here. call it acupuncture. Yeah, yeah. There's some places along the riverbank that people would get the needle into you here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and did you go to a shrink? Do you do all that sort of stuff and talk and things no, like that? No, I've never, okay. I've never been to. Um, I'm just going to cut this yeah, so you don't sure. die. Yeah, That's my. Well, well, you probably won't die, but you might poo for to. about two weeks. Like, well, so I'll just. That might be all right. I'll just, I'll just cut it and make sure that you're all right with that. Full, full, look at that. Look at that. Ah, oh, no one's dying today. It's moist. Moist, that's moist as fuck. <laughs> look at 
through the mill. Oh, look how awkward that I poor know, millennial young, child is. I know, the young one. That old lady said moist. She said moist. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sitting there surrounded by KFC Which is buckets. not a word you say a lot after menopause. <laughs> yeah. And you can look that up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck it all. That's awesome. <laughs> He'll be down the, down yeah. the river soon putting it yeah, in his arm. Thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if you, you can't see... He's very awkward. He's he very uncomfortable. <laughs> Put your glasses on. You mate. liked me when I first came yeah, in, didn't you? Now, no, you're now we like, can't see him. He's put his, he's put his glasses on Stop, now. Stop, old lady. We can't see him. Stop speaking. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I do. I and exercise for me. Okay. If I don't, if I don't exercise, um, I, I get much worse. Okay, so your gym, walk, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you walk, you walk a dog. Yeah, you, I got, do. you got the foxy, foxy, Jack Russell. Jack Russell, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I tell you what. They're not good for anxiety. I'll tell you something. You know, I found out the other day I got fucking two. Two Jack Russells. Yeah, and, a, and really? a pug. Oh my god. Oh mate, fucking doctor. No wonder you've got anxiety. Doctor Doolittle, Doolittle. Doolittle. Um, they live. Uh, they are the longest living dog in Australia. Uh, yeah, I know. That fucker will be Have here you, forever. I do a joke on stage about oh, it you? that when I got the Jack Russell, I was walking and a lady came up and said, and he was the worst puppy ever. <laughs> Like seriously, I've I really love dogs, but I was like, this one's fucked. I'm gonna have to rehome him. <laughs> I even thought about like leaving him at like a servo or something. <laughs> oh, I, um, I bloody hear he's you. He's microchipped, so he found his way home. But this woman, she said, she goes, oh, I had a Jack Russell live for 18 years, and I vomited on. The spot. <laughs> Yeah, they're not good for anxiety or depression. I can tell you. Fucking. But do you know now that he's over now that he's over two, I think he's amazing for depression because yeah. they're the funniest little fuckers they are, ever. They actually have a sense of humour. You could talk to him. He's he. I've had dogs my whole life, and this is the first small one. My family were um, both my sisters have got Jack Russells and yep. smaller dogs, and I've always had big dogs. Yep. And when my last dog died, which was horrendous, it it's is the bad. worst. It's actually the worst um, grief I've ever felt, and I've had parents die. You know what I mean? It was horrendous. Oh, when, you got a, when you're close to an animal who's a companion and you come yeah. home to them every day and they want to see you, because kids don't want to fucking see you. Yeah. Or you come home and the dog just goes bang. Yeah. Then they get that taken away from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think they come along at certain times. That dog was around when the kids were little and he was really my companion when Alex was away a lot yeah. and we just had this real soul connection, you know. This guy now is is more like fucking come on, I'm gonna keep you moving and oh, we're gonna yeah. have fun and we're gonna You need but a pug. He um he yeah, he's great now. He's he's hilarious. I'm sure he has a sense of humour. And he knows he knows how to push your buttons and And he, and if I don't take the edge off him every day with some form of exercise, then my life is shit, so I have to get out and do <laughs> stuff with him. Well it's funny yeah. you say, and I don't want to talk about that today, but but the pug, my, my wife had a bad day at work that day and she was crying in the kitchen. And I am like that, ah oh, fuck. Yeah. Gotta good. get involved yeah. here. And I've come over and started hugging her and uh, one of our daughters had the pug and he started growling and snapping towards my wife. And I went, what the fuck's going on? Because she was really crying. Really, yeah. had a bad day. Yeah. And I'm hugging her, and I went, holy shit. And he was like, I thought, fuck, he wants to bite her. And Bailey, my daughter, had it, brought him over and gave the dog to her. And he basically, he was me. So fuck off, I got this. Aww. And he was hugging he wanted her. To he wanted to, to be to her. Yeah. He wanted me, you get away. That's not your job. So yeah, it's amazing yeah. The, the connection we have. So yeah. you basically, yeah. So that's, that might be helping you with your menopause and your depression. You might, uh, oh, absolutely. Your message might be, get a dog. 
you know, you might go get a fucking I dog. I think everyone should have a dog. Yeah, I'd say And they do, they, I mean, they've proved it. If you're really stressed and you sit down and you patch it, that's if you like a dog. If you don't <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a dog, <laughs> fuck, that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> get a but if you, you know, if you just pat a dog, they do calm you down. Yeah. They're actually, they're incredible, yeah. So I would have, I would have 15 dogs, but... Uh, Alex <laughs> goes, cut it out. Like, I'm always like, can we get a goat? What about a donkey? I wouldn't want a goat. What about a pig? I could do it, yeah. But I'd it's eat very a pig. hard when you travel. I'd eat a pig. I wouldn't be able to get a pig. <laughs> they come home one day and go, where'd the pig go? <laughs> Where's Wilbur? <laughs> Let's not talk about the pig. <laughs> Okay, so we, we've talked about you wanting a goat and a pig and I want all the things. The I, want be, and... I want to be like Noah. <laughs> Noah's Ark. But Have you got one. property? You're on property in Mullet? Yeah, I've got 40 acres. Well, there's no reason you can't pig. Well, apparently there is. No, but then, look, I would love to have all the animals, but it is hard when you travel. I know you don't travel, no. but um, we I'm travel not, a bit. I'm too scared to travel. But yeah, you're, you're a professional comedian, so you're all over the country and you're doing stuff like yeah. that. And you're doing really well. You're doing big shows. Yeah. You've got, um, you've got a few things coming up. And like I said earlier, you've worked with the biggest comedians in, in the game. So that's yeah. fantastic story coming from someone who didn't want to do comedy, wanted to write a book about having twins, realised that it was becoming funny. You bumped Mandy, got involved, yeah. did her course, and now you mentioned you got Arch Barker and, yeah, well, and people Ar like Arch, that. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like that's, that for me, as a, as a person who's three or four years into comedy, who wants to do this thing, and, and that that's an inspiration for me is to anyone can do it. Yeah. And I'm so keen to fucking do it. And, and you're living proof that you can do yeah. it. And now you're starting to deal with menopause, menopause and you're dealing with a bit of anxiety at night time and stuff like that. And I'm going to give you a big greasy burger Beauty. with two different animals on it. So chicken, bacon, pineapple, a bit, bit of my own homemade sauce that I, that I make on here. Let's, let's eat all the animals. Let's eat all the animals. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a go. I sometimes think about going... Vejo? Jared, the, the son, you know, of course, the Chopper Reed son. Of course, he's a Vejo, the Melbourne. Is he? Well, I think you've got to been, be in that. Don't you have to be a, a vegetarian? Oh, well, he, be, he became a Vejo when he was about 15. It was a giant pain in the ass living with him, you know, because I had to cook special meals for him and stuff. But Well, I think it's part of the whole stigma us. of being in Melbourne. Oh, well, that was when he was still in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, this is... Oh, that, that, Look at that. that a Look at that. There is no raw chicken in there. That's that a, is a You know beautiful. my biggest fear was today? Making Ellen sit on the toilet for two days. And it's I haven't done it. It's bad. It's good weight loss. I'm just going to eat this little bit of crispy <laughs> a bit of bacon. A bit of bacon. So we've got the bacon and the and the chicken and everything from A&B Butcher Shop in Main Street in Wollombar. So thank you to them. Soul Breads, Byron Bay, for their sourdough buns. Uh, it's, it, all the local produce from the Tweed, Tweed Fruit Shop in the, in the Main Street in Wollombar. Mm. So everything's local. Um, I think he buys it from Brisbane, but it's all bought from in town. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all, I think he buys it in Chicken's Brisbane. Chicken's from China. Chinese chicken. But this guy. But, but he brings it in from China. Mm. So yeah, well, it's, it's not fucking bat, because last time someone had a bat, it fucked the whole world for a couple of years, so we don't want to do that. So like, I'd love you, I know as a lady, you don't want to get it all oh, over yourself, but that. I would love no, you to take it. a bite. Yeah, let's go. Have you got a napkin? Uh, Give me a tea towel. Tea towel. Okay, oh, this looks delicious. Okay, here we go. Mmm. Does it go together well? That's a great burger. Sensational. Mm. That's, that's what it's all about. So, so the message for this show is, is to take your friend... Is that ladies eat burgers. <laughs> ladies eat burgers. I'm so going to have more. You go, Can you I eat, keep eating? Eat, you eat. Okay, so while you're sitting there enjoying this, mm. 
the message for this show is, is to take a friend, take your mate's mum, take yeah. whoever it is, go and have a feed, ask them how they're going. Mm-hmm. Talk about them. You just seen, seen Ellen there earlier talk about having menopause and developing anxiety, and then, it, it, that's, that's as simple as that part. You don't know who's struggling with something that, mm. that's not, that, 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 you know, they don't know what's going on. Um, Matt doesn't know about dry vaginas anymore. Now he does. So we, we brought that to your awareness. You're welcome, Matt. It's not been a fault. I will become one. <laughs> not that you know yeah, of anyway, yeah, mate. No idea. <laughs> but that's, that's as simple as this is. We're having a laugh, we're having a bit of fun, cook quick burger, and the message is out there, it perfectly talk to a friend, talk to anyone, and just say, are you all right? Are you, are you, are you okay? The whole treating, thing. Stop treating mental illness like it's not an illness. Yeah. You know, like, I, like we were saying, you, you know, there's medication for everything else, um, and there's no stigma attached to it. It's an illness. It's an illness. It, it is an illness, and like I said, I didn't know I had it. I'd never yeah. heard of it until, until things happened and, and stuff like that. So I don't recommend eating a greasy big burger every day of the week for mental health. It's probably not the best thing Aww. you can do, but it? It gets, it gets, it's a talking point. That's a whole aspect mm. of this show, mm-hmm. is to simply have a yarn and get the message out there. So I've been Buster Kirby. This is Ellen Briggs. See ya. She has a podcast. Sorry, your podcast. Oh, my podcast. You have a podcast. Well, it's it's under the banner of women like us, but yep. this is a new one um, that I'm working on, and it is called On That Day, and I'm talking to people who whose lives have have just changed in the blink of an eye when something has happened to them. So. I have somebody who was robbed at gunpoint. I have somebody who broke their neck playing rugby league. I have two really unfortunate families whose sons were killed. It could happen to any of us. Is it up there on the platforms yet? It'll be on Women Like Us. Women Like Us. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I was going to say, put your hands together. Put your hands together, boys. (laughs) Go on. Well done. (laughs) Thank you for coming on my show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you.